I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Um, all right. Well, this is this is going to be really fun. Uh, we're sitting down with Leanne, um, all the way from Saskatchewan, uh, co-owner of the Tisdale Dental and Dental Hygiene Clinic. Um, we're going to be talking about dental work, Bri. That's so exciting. We're going to be talking about <laughs> one of the things that I don't. I've never really talked about this openly, but I have a low-key phobia of going to the dentist. No, I do. Why? And I, and I'm about to tell you something, and I can I guarantee you, Leanne, you're going to be really bummed out when you hear this. I haven't been to a dentist in over a decade because I'm too scared to go to the dentist. Okay, let me ask you a question. Oh, what 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 scares you about the dentist? Is it something that's previously happened? Uh, what is the premise for that? No, I mean, I've never had like a bad experience really at the dentist. Um, but there's there's something about like I'm afraid of pain in my mouth. Like te- like I guarantee you I probably need a root canal and I have so much anxiety around the idea of a root canal in general that like I I've been putting this off way too long. Don't you think the longer you wait, though, the, the more gonna, no, I, like the more work you're gonna it's need. Gonna to be, get. Yeah, the longer I wait, the worse it's gonna be. I know, I know. I'm full. <laughs> It it doesn't make any sense. Like I'm make I'm digging myself so I, fucking deep. I have a, I have a, I also have a fear of the dentist. Um, but it's more the fear of the damage it does to my wallet. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we, we can talk about both of those things. Let's get into it. <laughs> Great, let's do that. <laughs> so I think the the first part is kind of a little bit of why I wanted to talk to you when you speak of your phobia and um, you know. When when you go to the health prof- dental health professional and you're at a point where you need a root canal, then we're putting out fires. Mm. So if um, if you're sitting in a position that you can go for regular prevention, like dental hygiene services, you don't get to the point of being where you may need a root canal. Right. Dental oral disease is very painful. And like you say, very costly, hard on the ore pocket. Yeah. So um, when I look at a lot of the, the, you know, billings of people and look at insurance, and I'm only speaking from my personal experience and from the experience in Saskatchewan, because every province um, and territory is different as to what programs they have in place. It is much easier to look at the prevention part of it and some insurance policies policies and some government programs don't cover the prevention part of it right. so um we're so what we were talking about before we went on air is there are 
there are a lot of First Nations people in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and across Canada, and and a good majority of them are covered by NIHB, which is non-insured health benefits. But there's always the other people, the Métis people, that are are wishing to be recognized and are recognized as Indigenous but not Aboriginal, so they don't have any dental coverage. So 50, I think it was approximately 50 dental healthcare professionals, nursing students, dental hygiene students, dentists, dental therapists, dental assistants, and dental hygienists went to um, Lalosh, which is a First Nations and Métis community, Buffalo mm. Narrows, and Clearwater First Nations. And we provided $83,000 worth of free dentistry in um, in northern Saskatchewan. So this is the third time that that was um, put in place. And it was our, you know, it there were like-minded people that wanted to give back. And we look at many missions and many dental and doctors that go to other countries and they provide these services for people for free. But we have we have many fires to put out in our own country mm-hmm. and it's time to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was this is the second time of the three years that I've done that. And um, I'll I'll go back a little bit. Um, A hygienist and I started an independent practice about 12 years ago. And one of the reasons we started it was we wanted to serve this First Nations communities because we knew in the communities that we were working in, whether it was a city or a town, they weren't getting the services that that others were getting. And they weren't being treated that the way that we would be treated, we would like them to be treated or that other people were being treated. So from that, uh, we had a business together for 11 years and now I'm partnered with a dentist and now we have dentists, hygienists own practice uh, in Tisdale and we're opening another one. So some of the areas that I think are possibly lacking and that we're hoping to touch on in the new practices that we open are uh, disabled people, First Nations mm. people, and new immigrants. When looking at the population of Canada, it's growing astronomically, and it is new immigrants, First Nations people, that the mm. populations are growing in. So if we're not changing the way we provide care and just keep doing the same thing that's been done for however long it's been, a 100 and some years, then are we really doing anything if we just mm. keep doing the same thing? Leanne, what, what are those? What are the barriers that exist for people accessing dental care in our country, in in particular, like First Nations communities? Um, I can immediately think of obviously, um, like the 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 two barriers that jump to mind for me thinking about accessing dental care is cost and lack of education. Um, but like, wh- can you elaborate on yep. what those are, and if there's other things that don't that that I'm missing? Um, what would those yeah. things be? There's 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 lack of um, people willing to go into those communities to provide care. Mm-hmm. There's a shortage of health professionals, dental professionals, and most professionals across Canada right now. So a lot of um, the people providing care want to stay in the big cities. It's hard to go out to these places. Mm-hmm. So you know when we're so busy in the four walls that we work in on a daily basis and it's busy already how do you find the time to go outside of there so mm-hmm. i think you have to have a deep rooted passion to help first nations people to help special needs people to help the marginalized in our communities mm-hmm. so 
I know that in some of the programs, they're trying to indigenize those programs and they're trying to make the connections. But some of the First Nations communities, and rightfully so, they need to trust you. Mm. There, there's a lack of trust. So if you just want to come in and, and do things the way it's always been done, your way, that's not fair. They need to be involved in the discussions, the way that you're providing care. First Nations people didn't have dental disease before mm-hmm. uh, colonization. They didn't have cavities. Mm-hmm. So what does that say? We're we're going to take care of them as the treaties say. We're going to take care of them. We're going to see them. But it's a disease that was brought to them. And they're five times more likely for tooth loss than anyone else in our country. I was I was going to ask, like, with the um, the barriers to access there for, like, First Nations, do, when you guys do these missions, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about, like, uh, preventative care is, is you know, is, is getting that care before you have to put out the fires. When you do those missions, is it a lot of, is it a lot of firefighting, you know, like, is a lot of, yeah. uh, a lot of decay, a lot of, like, sure. um, oral disease? Yeah, right. And lots of the people have transportation issues, right? Mm. They, um, during COVID, well, before that. Uh, if if they live in some of the communities, they have uh, transportation, but only so many people can go in that vehicle at a time. And with mm-hmm. COVID, it was even less, and they could only come if it was something major. So I do think there are people looking at ways, but it takes time and it takes the right people. And when dealing with anything that you're trying to change, there are always people that are for it, and there's other people that are not for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I'm hopeful and, and, you know, it starts with one person wanting to make a difference and it starts with people like you that are willing, you know, to sit down to understand something that maybe you've not encountered before and share it with the world. Mm. And if it, if it impacts, you know, 10 people that are listening and it gets them excited to try and investigate what's going on, then maybe things will get better. But if we don't do it now and the population keeps increasing between First Nations people and new immigrants, and we don't um, have people that know, you know, the language or the culture, because what we do here doesn't necessarily mean it's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that I'm I'm curious to ask, um, and this is this is more so like coming from like the general sense of like oral care. Um, I know that um, uh, so I, like I uh, again haven't been to the dentist in a long time. I'm sure the dentist would be really annoyed when I come in because uh, there's probably a bunch of stuff in my mouth that they're like, Man. "Do you, do you floss?" Uh, so so I don't floss, but so this is where actually this is where <laughs> oh, my question fuck. this is where my question is going. I don't I don't, I don't <laughs> floss, but I but I brush. Uh, quite regularly, like like upwards of three times a day, and uh, I do use mouthwash. And so I was quite curious if I'm not flossing, but I'm doing those two things. Is that enough, or is or is it like because because I've Dude, always you heard f- you got to floss. I You're can fucked. say something really inappropriate that you <laughs> I, might want to cut out. <laughs> no, please do. It's like going to the washroom and not wiping. Oh no, that's that's how bad flossing not flossing. Well, is. it's it's the same thing. You're leaving something in between, right? Oh wow! Oh wow! That totally just changed my mind. On dude, dude, so so I. Let's well, time to floss, my friend. Oh man, fuck! I'm gonna be flossing so hard dude, from now on. To, uh, honestly, to give you a bit of co- oh, no. context to that too, like personally, so I was. Um, um, my parents got divorced when I was 15, and up until that point, I my dad had dental coverage 
for my family through work. And so I used to go to the dentist growing up all the time. And then when my parents got divorced, I no longer mm-hmm. was going. Like I just didn't go ever. And um, 10 years later, I, I was living in the Middle East and I had a job that was paying fairly well. And, and, and after one night of like going out and binge drinking and partying with my friends and waking up and feeling like a piece of shit, I had this thought where I was like, I need to take better care of myself. And this like thought came into my head of like, I haven't been to the dentist in like 10 years. And I just spent a bunch of money going out drinking. Mm. Like I could have taken that money and spent it on going to the dentist. And so I, I booked a, like hung over that morning. I booked a dentist appointment and I went in and I, I had a couple cavities and I like hadn't like in that point up, up into my, like that point in my life, I, I hadn't had cavities before. And so I was like, Oh fuck. Like my teeth are, my teeth are getting bad already. Like I'm not taking care of them. So I started going to the dentist, um, from then on every, every six months. And I've since had my wisdom teeth removed. I've had Invisalign. I've had all these treatments to like take care of my oral health, but I still don't floss regularly. And every single time after six months that I go to the dentist, they're like disgusted when they look in my mouth. They're like, and I'm like, and I think like, because I brush and use mouthwash and like, you know, like take, do all these things to take care of myself that like, that's enough. And like, when they look in, they're like, we know, okay, we immediately know. You know how we know? Why? Because it's the inflammation and that's what you're trying to reduce. Because if you have inflammation in your mouth, that's the pathway to the rest of the body. Mm. So if you have inflammation in your mouth, you have inflammation throughout the rest of your body. So if you think of it, if you keep that whole healthy, the rest of your body should be healthy. Mm. So think of when you get sick, when you get a cold, where does it go? And how, how, how mingy do you feel in your mouth? Oh, yeah, yeah, think totally of all the things it. that are going on in there. Yeah. That is going throughout the rest of your body. How, how, like, how do you become sick? Whether yeah. it's coming through your nose or your mouth or your hands touching something. That's where it is. So if you want to live a healthy life, a long life, and one with less disease, then flossing's your friend. Going mm-hmm. to the dentist is your friend. Going to the hygienist regularly is your friend. Because I, I, I don't know what the cost is there to have like a checkup and cleaning. My guess is it's around $200, $225. Mm-hmm. If you put that... And, and you're having that prevention and then you have hygiene. So say you, say you spent $500 that year in prevention, put that over 12 months, it's $40. What do you blow $40 on? Yeah, Everything. right. Coffee. But it know, is, like, but to that point though, like yeah. the, the cost, I mean, $40 a month for a lot of people and a lot of families, like they don't have yeah. that money. And yeah. it, is it like when I hear you say that, um, I immediately think like, isn't it fucking crazy that, dental isn't covered like even like like not even like from a compassionate lens because like i believe from a compassionate lens that like all of these things should be accessible to 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 people but but like even from a financial perspective doesn't it financially make sense it does and if you and if you actually research it with the government trying to implement this dental program when they say it's like going to be a cost benefit, I, I sat down with uh, Don Davies uh, when I sat on a board talking about this before they were proposing it to the liberal, liberal government. And I was trying to get my head wrapped around it because 
you know, it was going to be based on income and, and so forth. And I was concerned that maybe the insurance companies wouldn't be okay with, you know, losing that because lots of people carry insurance for the sole purpose of dental medications and eyes. And he said, no, they don't make the money off of that. They make it off of the life insurance. So I do think it's good that they do, that they're, they're implementing this program for 12 and under and then the elderly, because just like you say about having insurance and then you don't have insurance. So then when you retire, you spent all this money when you have an insurance plan, if you have one, getting crowns, bridges, implants, this line, all of that, you go into the care home, you no longer have coverage. Who's taking care of you? Mm. And and what's going to happen there? You know? So, I mean, it, it, in an ideal world, everything would be covered for everybody. But in that ideal world, who's paying for that? If you, But if you look across all of the different avenues that people that don't have insurance are using from the public sector, if you didn't have, so say that, say that tooth that you said, is bothering you. Say it bothered you. You didn't have coverage. You need an antibiotic to take the inflammation because your face is swelling from it. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to the hospital. You're going to go to inpatients or outpatients. Or you're going to go to a clinic. How much does that cost? Because that's covered by the government. So, or think about the lost work days when somebody's in pain. Mm. The mo- if it's a child, it's the mom that has, or the mom or the dad has to stay at home with the kid. So then that's that's like reduced production from where you're working and then you're behind. So there's, there's many different things to look at um, behind, you know, why is it not covered? Why is it covered? How does it impact and, and, and things, but, you know, we, we speak so much about Canada being this great country and, you know, the, the home of, of uh, Medicare and all these other things. And, you know, dental is private and the rest is government. Like, covered by the government your health care is covered by the government but in the end you're still paying right you're still paying whether you're paying it through taxes or you're paying it out of your pocket so i mean i'm no expert but um certainly you know the cost ratio you're paying some way mm-hmm. so it, it'd mm-hmm. be great if we were all covered but i understand you know from working in the dental the the dental world if they're in a lower sec- socioeconomic uh, position in our province, you know, some of the kids can have their dental work done for free. The parents can't, but the, the kids can. And mm. I know there's different programs. I know you guys have a program. I can't remember the name of it. If it, I can't remember off the top of my head, but every province has a little something. I think what the government is doing with the $650 uh, per child under um, age 12 and that the family can't have insurance is trying to help the people that are the working poor, right? There's right. lots of jobs out there that people don't have insurance. They're they're hired on a contractual basis and their kids are suffering. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. 
The, those programs are interesting though too. Um, and like my my uncle used to be, um, he was addicted to opiates and has since mm-hmm. passed away. Um, and his, it was interesting because like watching him go through the system of like trying to get into housing, for example, like he didn't read or write, so he couldn't fill out application forms. He didn't know what types of services were available to him. And so like, even with, you know, them trying to do things like a $650 allowance, um, mm-hmm. for people in those situations. Um, like, do you find that people understand how to take advantage of those programs? Yeah. And like what type of education is required to like help people who are in those situations understand what is available to them? I don't know that they've even looked that far. I think you're even 10 steps ahead of where they're at because I mean, I see it as well. People come into the dental office and they can't read or write. So not only are they coming in, they're already ashamed of needing to come there. How do you ask when you're say any age, how do you, how do you come to someone and admit that you can't read and write? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you do that? But you know, uh, I know that when the smile is healthy, and you see a beautiful smile. There's nothing like that matches a beautiful smile walking down the street and it's free. But when people are missing teeth, when they're, you know, maybe maybe having other life issues, even if they do go on the path of, of getting clean, quite often they're missing teeth or their apple cord or whatever. They're going in to make a better life for themselves. And how do they, how do they get employed? Where do they get employed? You know, there's more to the smile and the mouth to do with mental health, self-esteem, everything else. When, when I hear both of you say, my dentist is probably going to be mad at me because I haven't gone in a long time. We're not like that. None of us are like that. We don't judge. (laughs) We're happy that you came in the door and decided that today was the day that you wanted, you know, to, to take care of whatever's bothering you in there in our profession we're very kind we're very compassionate that's why we're in that in that field we hear 10 20 times a day don't take it personally but i hate you so we have to have thick skin too (laughs) Um, they don't hate us they hate the procedure that we're doing they like the end result but nobody likes the process of getting to the end result yeah i i uh uh it would be funny to think though about like going to a dentist and then you get there and the dentist is like Oh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> what took you so long, you nincompoop? You know, like, yeah, like, like if I know that's, that's, that's what the hell's going on in yeah, here. What's Look your at problem? This like, yeah, who would yeah. do that? Like, no yeah. one would ever do I that. Know. It, it does. Um, so insane. It, it is. It is a vulnerable <laughs> experience to go to the dentist, though. It is. It very much is. I mean, and you know, again, to my own personal um, uh, experience, I mean, the big reason why I haven't gone is because of the financial part. Right. Like, yeah. like there, there is, there is a, there is a phobia there. There's a bit of a fear, but like I can get over the yeah. fear that it, really it's, it's the, uh, the part where I, I haven't been covered. Right. So I haven't yeah. gone since I was covered since I was, you know, on my parents, like whatever, uh, insurance. Um, yeah. but, uh, I, again, just selfishly for myself, if I started flossing now, would yeah. I be, do, would I, is it possible to, uh, reverse the, the 10 years of damage that has been done if I just start flossing now and I do every day? Buddy writes there is. <laughs> 
All right. I mean, it's like because I was thinking like if I hadn't wiped my ass for 10 years and I started wiping today, like would it help? Well, I hope so. You'd have more friends, maybe. You know what, though? Flossing is hard, actually. Um, It is hard. And 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 I also I didn't realize, you know, it's you know, it's even more embarrassing. So. Um, how often do you think, Leanne, this question is for you first. How often do you think people lie to the dentist? Oh, yeah. They can't. They lie all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, figure it out. Yeah, but, like, but there's cause... new things. There's water flossers. There's those floss picks. There's like reach flossers. Like, and, and honestly, when you do it all the time, it doesn't hurt. Do they the work, first... the, the water flossers? Or is that bullshit? Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah? Well, it's better than nothing. Right, right, right yeah. sure, yeah. And on your analogy, it's like a bidet, my friend. That's that, I love my bidet. I'll I tell you right now, I, I love my bidet. bidet. But um, but but I, the reason why I asked that too is because um, last time I went into the dentist, uh, I had been six months prior for a cleaning, and so like I hadn't been flossing, and I was thinking, well, like how bad could it be? And so mm-hmm. the hygienist was like, "So you've been flossing?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah," and she was like. Um, don't lie to me. She was like, you I think you bitch. need a lesson and how to floss better. <laughs> and she was like, she gave me a piece of floss and she was like, show me how you floss. And so oh, I like no. put it between my teeth. And you started and like, flossing like the TikTok dance. And, and she was like, no, sir. Yeah. No, sir. That's not <laughs> what That's I meant. Up floss. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, but I did it. And, and she actually like sat there with me and showed me how to properly do it. And I was really surprised with like how thorough, like, like wrapping it around your fingers and then getting in there and then getting like underneath the tooth and like sort of like yeah. hammocking it and like flossing yeah. in and under the tooth. And that, I mean, the, the time that it would take, I imagine to do that. I imagine because I haven't done it, but to do all of <laughs> between all of your teeth. <laughs> minute and a half. Minute and a half. Is yeah. it that quick? Yeah. It yeah, takes me a long quick, time. Quick if you know what you're doing. But uh, with but a yeah. water flosser, it's ten two seconds. <laughs> no, Jerry, you got to do it <laughs> more thoroughly. <laughs> you got to if you're gonna do it, you got to do it right. I know, I know. I'll get a water flosser though. That sounds fun. Water flossing sounds fun to me. It yeah. sounds more fun than wrapping a you know a, like a, a piano little, wire around my finger and trying to. It's a little bit messy at the beginning until yeah. you understand how to use it and don't and just like everything like. Don't use it at full power. Just start, you know, for the first couple of weeks, use a low power, then go like go two, four and never take it past six. Otherwise, you'll cause da- tissue damage. Oh, yeah. But, you could you hurt your gums, could you? Yeah. It, oh, well, yeah. if you put it on a max, I'm not sure. Just like toothbrushes. Why do they have hard toothbrushes? Right. If you're brushing with a hard toothbrush, you should probably be brushing the grouch around your sink. Probably not. <laughs> your right. You're not I like the... Get- you're not going to get the calculus off because you <laughs> yeah. see the instruments we have to use to get it off. So yeah. you're not going to brush that off. You can brush okay. the plaque off. So so what happens if you don't floss? What is happening? Oh, gum disease, inflammation. Uh, there's links to dement- uh, to Alzheimer's disease now. You, uh, the wow. beginning stages of when it's bleeding is the start of, of periodontal disease or gum disease, it's called. And then... Um, so there's a space between your tooth and it's called the sulcus. And when we go in there at the beginning, we're trying to see if the tissue's healthy. That's why she knows you're not flossing is when she's going in there and probing and seeing the bleeding, seeing the, mm-hmm. the pocket depth of, of deeper than three millimeters. So what's happening is there's disease in the ligament that's holding 
the tooth into the jaw. There's there's many things that hold your tooth into your face. So if you're not doing those things, there is a chance that you could never have a cavity in a tooth, but you have gum disease and you lose the tooth because it, it has mobility. It's moving. It's There's disease going on in there. So honestly, if today's the day that you start flossing, today's the day that you're really taking good care of your entire body by doing one small thing for a minute and a half. Mm. And it's not good enough just to go to the dentist every six no. months and get them to clean it out for you. Well, it's like wearing socks, I guess. You're going to wear the same socks for six months and then you're going to decide to change your si- your socks six months later. You might have athlete's foot. You might have whatever else and it's going to smell wonderful. Dude, so, these your, analogies your, are killing me. Your socks have been on for 10 oh, years. Man, I've had those socks on. I had oh. these socks on so long that moths ate them. They're gone. Exactly. And the smell is fabulous. Oh, fabulous. Everybody's inviting you into their house. I know. Oh, well, I, I, I mean, seriously, like, I think literally as soon as we're done this recording, I'm going to go straight to shoppers and buy a water pick. Um, I'll be checking in with yeah, you. Yeah, I'll take a video and send it to you. There's, uh, like, they're on sale right now till October 22nd. So I, I, yeah, I, Googling I, it already. I, I already Googled it. Um, Leanna, I do want to come back to, um, like the fir- first nations communities. Um, like what is the state of like oral health care in first nations communities? And what good. what needs what needs to be done like now like now? Well, the government has a program in place, and it's called Kohai, and it's called Canadian Oral Health Initiative. So it's for age zero to seven years old. So they go in and they check the mouth over. They put fluoride in there. They do sealants when the adult teeth come in. They try to do the education part of thing. But just like you say, you know, someone's showing you how to floss at whatever age you are. If you learn something at seven years old, your dexterity is quite limited. You can't brush. You don't brush the same as at a seven-year-old as you would at a 20-year-old or 30-year-old. There's just, you know, there's just different techniques. So I think that um, for me, this is what I believe. And, and And it only comes from me. The more First Nations people and Indigenous people in the dental profession that can bring back the skills mm. and so either that or off reserve when they're working in a, a dental office, they can relate to situations, but they're educated in dental. In our province alone, and there's two dental assisting programs, a dental hygiene program and a dentistry program. There's only 11 seats. I believe it's 11 seats. Maybe it's 13 seats for First Nations people out of probably 175 seats or something like that, 150 to 175 seats. That's not a fair representation of what needs to be happening here. The same with new immigrants. You know, there's there's going to be more um, people coming from different countries that need to be in these professions in order for people to feel comfortable to come, but Mm. also to kind of get excited about it. Like our new office and our old office, we're starting something that's called a non-accredited dental receptionist course. So it's just a three-month course. They don't have to take the whole year of dental assisting. We're teaching them all of like the tooth surfaces, how to build to insurance, what insurance is, how to put a dentist in. And it's just a kind of a gateway to see if they even like the profession so that you're not leaving your community for a whole year. And, and that's part of it too. The education's there. 
But when you've always lived on a reserve, six hours drive from the big, from the nearest city and you move to the city, what support system do you have? Mm -hmm. Who's there for you? It's hard enough. If you think of the first time you moved away, I'm not sure if Mm -hmm. you moved away from home for school or if you live in the same community you've always lived in. But when you move away, aren't you homesick? Aren't you, you know, sad? There aren't same people to, you know, share your culture with. And I think the First Nations people need to be included in the future of what dental looks like. The people that are making decisions for the First Nations people should be First Nations people, or they should at least sit on a panel. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of work to be done for everything like and there's a lot of work to be done for first nations people new immigrants um special needs people because you know like my little sister lives in a care home here in regina she has a muscle degeneration disease and there was a hygienist that used to come in to do hygiene there think of all the people that have strokes the people that have heart attacks or your loved ones that are in the care home who the hell is looking after them you have mm-hmm. care aids, but nobody's doing their dental work. The dentist that they saw for 40 years isn't going in there. Mm-hmm. So who like people are dying of pneumonia, but they're dying of pneumonia because they have like infections in their mouths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is there a feeling that that the profession in general is understat like there's not enough yeah. trained professionals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a shortage everywhere. There's a shortage of doctors, nurses dentists, hygienists, assistants, everything. Look, I mean, the baby boomers are starting to retire. There's a lot of positions out there. And there's lots of things. Like I'm telling you, not everybody's cup of tea is doing hygiene, cleaning people's teeth, doing filling, you know? There, and, and as technology and everything changes for our future and more jobs come into place that people can do from home, they're not going to want to come Mm. out to do that and when most of us are spending our time i i saw on tv or not on tv on a on a reel today they said most people are spending 13 hours 13 hours on a device a day Mm. what does that do it makes them socially awkward that's you know like what we're doing right now we're good at this we're good at talking Mm. you know we've made a life of talking whereas some of these people they can't even say hello they can't even answer a stinking phone Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Man. Oh, this is uh this has been an eye-opening and uh very, very interesting conversation. Leanne, I want to uh, commend you on the work that you do, especially in 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 you know uh working with the folks that you work with to bring um dental care to communities that uh really are are in need. Um it's uh it's nice to hear stories like that from from other parts of our country and nice to know that that's that's at least happening to some degree. Um we we're rooting for for you and everybody that you work with uh, in order to continue to bring that work to where it needs to go. And uh I, I just want to say thank you for you know for uh for really shifting my gears on 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 dental health and dental care. I'm sure there's at least one other fucking person out there listening that uh maybe is in the same boat as me you know like some some art student that dropped out of theater school and they're just sitting at home going i haven't been to the dentist in 10 years and now they're like me and they're going i'm gonna go buy a water pick and i'm going to the dentist as soon as i can um thank you for that leanne it's been a really real treat to be able to sit down and chat chat with you and uh and we, we really appreciate it thank you well thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak with you all right it means a lot to me. I, I feel like this is just the start of 
you know, advocating for a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that change comes a lot sooner than, than later. That is it for this week's edition of Routine Checkup. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. It means the world to us. And if you'd like to continue listening to the podcast, you can do that right here on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And of course, if you want to support the podcast further, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on your Spotify mobile app. And uh, even Better than that, why don't you tell someone that you know, tell someone that you love, tell someone that you don't know, that you listen to Sick Boy Podcast and recommend it to them because we always love those extra ears. The podcast is produced and hosted by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Brian Stever, and Taylor McGilvery. The podcast is managed by Jeffrey Lonis at Talent Bureau. The theme music for today's episode comes from Rich O'Coin. Thanks again, folks. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week. That's it for now. My name is Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.